Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today, I want to dive into what to do when you feel stuck, like you're moving through molasses or having that dream where you're running, but somehow you're not getting anywhere. This stuckness can come with outrage fatigue, and we've talked about that a little bit. When you go, 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 and then your body rebels and you crash, you cannot peel yourself off the couch. That is a kind of stuckness. If you're stuck on the couch and you can't get up, actually, or metaphorically, you will probably notice that. I mean, maybe not, but chances are you'll notice that kind of sadness or malaise, or someone else will notice it and point it out to you. Hey, you haven't left your house in a while. But there's also another kind of stuckness, and that one might be a little trickier to recognize, and that's the caught in a groundhog day kind of stuck, feeling trapped in a pattern that repeats over and over. And that can be a kind of stuckness too. The habit or the pattern is too sticky to let go of. It can't move forward. You can't move forward. And those cycles don't have to be daily. They can be elongated. And that's why it can be harder to recognize. Every week I do this and then every weekend I feel that. Or even over years, right? This happens with every job or this happens with every relationship. Since January, I see a lot of repeating patterns in the news. Some new horror of the administration is revealed, for example. Next step, everyone's all a flutter about it. Next step, we start our letter writing campaigns, we organize a march, and then a distraction, a shiny new tweet, or a piece of legislation or executive order passed while no one was looking, and we dismay, and then we recover, and then another new thing is revealed, and we start all over again. Did we forget? Already? What happened the last time? What keeps on happening? Like, I don't worry about these ties to Russia because I'm tearing apart this climate change agreement. And then a month later, Comey admits they are investigating ties to Russia and it's all new and there's fresh agitation and outcry. And then another shiny new tweet comes along. Maybe this one's about Muslim travel bans or peeling back transgender rights. And then we shift our gaze away from Russia and away from the EPA. And then it all cycles back again. It's like we're all just chasing our tails. Last week, we talked about that hot, hot heat of anger and how we can think about that in terms of balancing through opposites. Balancing through opposites is a tentpole of Ayurvedic medicine. And I want to continue that thread of thinking today as we discuss muddy, sticky stuckness. It is, in fact, springtime, which is the season of muddy, sticky stuckness. We often think of new life and resurrection and growth in springtime, which is lovely Easter and planting gardens. But spring is also a time of thaw, right? And all the snow melts and the stiffness starts to recede. It begins to loosen up, but it's not quite free flowing. Not yet. And what happens when the snow melts? The dirt turns to mud. Stuck. In Ayurveda, the spring is kapha season. Let's do a little review here just for a moment. Ayurveda is based on a system of 10 qualities and their opposites. These qualities are present in every single thing in the world. People's puppy, flowers, food, all have a combination of qualities. Certain groups of qualities together make up the three doshas. Every person, since we're talking about us humans here, is born with a certain balance of the three doshas. Each person has their own natural balance of qualities that make them who they are. And you might have seen these quizzes. They have online quizzes, the what's your dosha quizzes. And those are about as helpful as a BuzzFeed quiz telling you which ice cream flavor you are. They are cute and they are fun, but they are not 
in depth and they don't really offer a valuable reflection of what Ayurveda really is. That said, the idea of doshas and Ayurvedic balance is starting to pierce the mainstream a bit. So I think it's valuable to talk about what it is and what it isn't. This is an ancient science going back thousands and thousands of years. What we'll talk about here is the most basic understanding. Not quite as derivative and useless as the BuzzFeed style quiz, but certainly not in depth. There are three doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. To break it down, vata is made of air and ether, cold, really mobile and moving, very active. Pitta is made of fire and water, fiery, in charge of transformation. And kapha is made of earth and water. This one does all the holding on. In and of themselves, there's nothing either positive or negative about the doshas. They are what they are, and everyone has a little bit of everything. Our cultural value system can sometimes put a spin on these and can make a judgment about one or the other. We might think moving fast is good or holding on is bad, but we need both. We need to move and we need to be sticky. Without kapha, without any holding or any stickiness, our bodies wouldn't function. We'd be all air and fire and have no tissues and no fluid transmission of nutrients and we'd have no oils or lubrication. We'd have no hugs and no springtime. So kapha is good when it is in balance. But here's the tricky thing about the doshas, and you may remember this from last time, doshas tend to get out of balance. That's their thing. They love that. Dosha, if you remember, can be translated as that thing that when it's disturbed, disturbs other things. Meaning, for our purposes here, if your doshas are out of balance, then you'll start to feel that imbalance all through the body in a variety of ways. Too much kapha and you're stuck to the couch or stuck in patterns. Just like too much vata and you have a tendency to be flighty and forgetful and have insomnia. Too much pitta and you're all drive and ambition and ulcers. Yeah. So if you find yourself in a kapha place... Whether you're stuck in a place or stuck repeating patterns, what can you do? Couple things. Kapha is cool and wet and sticky, right? Think of spring mud. So in order to balance, we want the opposite of that. In order to balance cool and wet and sticky, we want warm and drying and moving. Opposite. If you want a kapha-busting yoga class, that might be something more active, right? A flow class or just something that gets you moving. Even taking a walk is good to balance kapha. Today, we're going to do a breath practice to help move some things around in there and bust up kapha in a gentle way. Traditionally, bastrika or bellows breath is recommended to balance that sluggish, stuck feeling because it is the opposite. It's warming, moving breath. And you can review the bellows breath in episode five if you want a refresher. Another great breath to do for balancing kapha is kapalabhati. This is also called the glowing skull breath or the skull shining breath. And, you know, who doesn't want a nice shiny skull? This breath practice uses a passive inhale and an active forceful exhale through the nose. So we'll go over that. It tones and stimulates the digestive organs as well as the respiratory system, massages the internal organs, and works to warm up the abdominal muscles and the diaphragm. 
It works really to pump breath or energy through the body to help clear it out and revive all the body and all the tissues. It's said to help a lot with spring allergies because it works to cleanse the whole respiratory system. So there are a few notes on this breath. Blow your nose first and don't do it on a full stomach. Don't go forceful here if you're pregnant or have had abdominal surgery, high blood pressure, heart disease, asthma, other respiratory conditions. This is technically a more advanced breath practice, so we'll go gentle. If you watch any videos of this on YouTube, you might see speed and force here, and we're just, we're not going there. We'll start gentle and slow, and then you can reach out to your teacher, learn more in depth in person. Before we do that, I want to thank you for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. If you have not already subscribed, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, also Stitcher and Pocket Casts. Please do rate the podcast on iTunes. And you can always find back episodes like episode five on the Bellows Breath, and that's the one with Cher in it. So find that on iTunes or on the site at yogafortherevolution.org. You can talk to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash yogafortherevolution or follow on Twitter at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. One more thing. I'm doing a retreat with a friend of mine in June. We're going to go to the beach. There's going to be some yoga, but also some walking around in town and hanging out on the beach. And if you want to hang out on the beach with some like-minded folks, contact me on the site or direct message me on Facebook and Twitter and I'll give you more info. If you want me to come to you, I'm also booking classes at events and festivals and stuff like that. So if you and your friends want to have a postcard party and talk about yoga and revolution, get in touch. To begin, sit in a comfortable position where your spine is straight and your abdomen is not compressed. All in all, that just means your seat, if you're sitting, is, is grounded, rooted to the earth, and your spine is elongated. And think of this not as lifting your chin to elongate your spine, but instead lifting from the very tip top of your head. Just like you have a magnet on top of your head and a magnet on the ceiling, and they're being drawn together. And the whole point of having an elongated spine is so that your internal organs have more room. And the lungs have more room to expand, expanding in three dimensions, right? Not just up or not just out to the front, but also expanding to the sides, expanding into the back body. So find yourself in that comfortable seated position. If you're standing, just stack yourself up so you're not leaning to one side or the other. If you don't know what to do with your hands, you can rest your hands on your knees, palms facing down. I'll walk through this once and then we'll do it together. Before we start, take a moment to notice how you feel in this moment. Are you cold? Are you warm? Are you energized or sluggish? Don't judge these things, just notice them. Bring your awareness to your low belly. If you want to help that awareness, you can also place your hands one on top of the other on your low belly rather than on your knees. So that's just right below the belly button. Inhale through both nostrils deeply and feel the expansion, right? So as you inhale, you could feel your hands moving, right? Because your belly is expanding. And then exhale, 
you'll contract the low belly or even use your hands to gently press on this area, forcing the breath out. That's a slow version of what's happening. We'll do that again a little bit more quickly. So for this breath, it's a natural inhale and a more conscious, controlled and forced exhale. And then once you exhale, the breath will naturally come in on the inhale. You don't have to think as much about the inhale. That inhale should be automatic and passive and the focus will be on exhaling. So that's one for one, one inhale, one exhale, one conscious exhale, and then one passive inhale. I'll demonstrate and that way you can hear a little bit what it might sound like. Right, so you can hear the exhale is much louder because that's a little bit more conscious and forceful and the inhale is more passive and gentle because it just comes naturally because you've compressed the belly, compressed the diaphragm, all the air is forced out and then you'll need to inhale. Always go at your own pace and stop if you feel faint or dizzy. Let's do a few together. Just start by becoming aware of your natural breath. Not to change it right away, just bring your attention to your breath. Feel the air come in and out through your nostrils. Bring your attention to your belly. Notice if there is movement there. Inhaling, expand. Exhale, contract. Bringing your attention to the expansion and contraction of the belly. Preparing to begin, inhale deeply, then exhale. And release, release control of the breath. Inhale deeply through the nose. Exhale everything out. Slow everything down. Release and let go. A few thoughts to keep in mind before we go again. Keep your focus on your low belly and on your exhalation throughout the exercise. Don't contract the abdomen when you inhale. Sometimes when we go to take a deep breath, if you think of a cartoon or even as a kid, you inhale and suck the belly in and try to puff the chest out. That's not what we're doing here. With an inhale, the whole belly should expand. And then with the exhale, the belly contracts. Keep your spine and your shoulders pretty still throughout this exercise. The only movement should be in the low belly. So if you notice that your shoulders are moving up and down, try to relax that movement, keeping most of your body still. If during the exercise your breath becomes strained or you start feeling like you're running out of breath or you get dizzy or anxious, just stop. Return to your normal breathing pattern. This is a practice. Reset up, preparing again. Breathe in through the nose and begin.
and release control of the breath. Inhale deeply through the nose. Exhale everything out. Slow down. Release and let it all go. Take a moment to notice. Do you feel any different than before you started the practice? Are you warm or cool? Sleepy or awake? Notice your thoughts and your state of mind, how you feel in the body, your energy level or mood. Where do you feel the effects of this practice? Are you starting to notice why they might call it the skull shining breath? When you feel ready, gently open your eyes, breathe normally, And for the rest of the day, see if you can be aware of where you might be stuck. Whether it's on the couch stuck or in a repeating loop stuck. Just like with the breath, don't judge that stickiness. Just be aware of it and start to move. Until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day.